Amen. Let's go to God's Word this morning. Amen. Let's jump on in. What time is it? That clock lies. 9.15. See, that thing says 9.25. You know. See, I get up every week that staring at me and it says, you don't know how to be on time. You a bad man. That's what I see when I'm looking at that sign back there. Let's go to God's Word this morning. Let's go. we got some ground to cover. We're in a series on the seven churches of the book of Revelation, the last day's church. We started out not in order. I went with the last one, which is the worst one, and it was the church at Laodicea. That church focused a lot on money, 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 money. Isn't it funny in the last days how that seems to be driving people away from the church? God said, don't do it. And it was also a church that judged they looked at themselves. They were good. Other people weren't. Isn't that something also how the church, we get into that, and people don't want to go. Okay? So we don't want to be that. We don't want to be the judging church. Say that out loud. We don't want to be the what? Don't want to, I don't, don't want to do that. Now, God's Word, it, it, uh, it uh, hits us. Of course it does. We, we feel... You know, wrong, good, that's good. Bad, it's a good thing. But I don't want you to leave here feeling like we judged you, that we're better than you. You hear me or not, say. Or that the only reason you come here, they just want my money. That's a bald-faced lie. Got it? Say. Not who we are. I don't want to be that at all. Okay? So these churches, I'm as I look at them, I want to see where we're screwing up and where we can do better. Next one was the loving church. I went from whoo whoo way over here. <laughs> the church in Philadelphia. Not one bad thing was said about this church from the Lord. Not one. Doesn't mean there weren't bad things. It was just it didn't rise to the level to make it in the book. That's pretty nice. Isn't it amazing how love covers a multitude of what? It's funny. We we follow after this in church and we follow this and we want to do that when it's love. That covers a multitude of sins. It's love what people will. Who doesn't want to? Who doesn't want to reach out to an outreached hand, an outstretched hand? Who doesn't want that? Love. So that's what we want to be, and we can do way, 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 way better in that department. Amen. Let's go to church number three. Okay, the last day's church. Churches from the Book of Revelation. There's seven. Don't know if I'll do them all individually, but so far we are. We'll see. The fallen church. Could you say that the first one was the judging church? The second one was the loving church. And this one is the what? One more time. It's the what? Come on, now help me. It's the fallen church. It's the church at Ephesus. Now, how many of you love when you read God's Word? There's a book you love in the New Testament. It's called the book of Ephesians. That's a great book, the book of Ephesians. Talks how we're already in the heavens. We're seated in the heavenlies with Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. You know that one, don't you? Amen. Come on. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So what great, and that, that one about husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. I mean, the incredible book, the book of Ephesians. So this church was an incredible church. You hear me or not? Say this was a great church. You can't get no better than this church. Let's check it out. Some info on this church. Okay, it was in Turkey, located in what's modern Turkey. Ephesus was the leading center of the Roman Empire. 
Rome ruled the world. And this was the leading center. And this church was right there. Grand Central Station, right there. So that's where it was located. Paul spent a little time here on his way back to Antioch as he would do missionary journeys. The Apostle Paul, that's how they got the gospel of Jesus in part. Others had gone there as well, but he really stayed there. At one time on his third missionary journey, Paul spent, say it with me, how many years in Ephesus? Come on, don't you know? Three years in Ephesus. The Apostle Paul, the one who was saved on the road to Damascus. And was changed. He wrote 13 books in your New Testament. The Apostle Paul. Okay? Very special. Very unusual man that God used. He says as one of the apostles or disciples born out of due time. The Apostle Paul. So, let's check it out. Let's just look at what Paul... What was going on, Paul, in Ephesus? We're just going to check the church out. Acts number 19. It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, here's our city, he came to where? Ephesus. And he found certain disciples. There were believers because the gospel had spread from Jerusalem. Going all the world to preach the gospel. And it had spread. And there were some believers there in Ephesus. But not a whole lot. And he went into the synagogue. Paul did. There was a synagogue, a Jewish synagogue. Because it was such a big city. They're going to have it. And he spoke boldly for the space of three months. He disputed with them. He persuaded them of the things concerning the kingdom of God. He preached to them Jesus. It's crazy. The Messiah in a Jewish synagogue. Keep going. This continued by the space of two years. So he was there, people think, for about three years total. So that all that dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks, everybody in that center is hearing about Christ and the gospel's going. And honestly, you and I probably have the gospel today, to be honest with you, because of what happened way back here. People started moving and going and spreading and doing. And look at us today with the gospel of Christ. So what happened? I want you to see this. This is important to me. God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Paul wasn't a faker. When Paul healed somebody, they were healed. Y'all hear me or not say? I didn't know if I'd say this, but I'm going to say it. That's where I get in trouble. Today's culture. Ah, today, the world, the world, the world's so bad. It is bad. School systems are bad. A lot of them. My niece is a principal at a couple of different schools, a vice principal up in the Carolinas. They've had to set up a litter box in the bathroom because some kid is identifying as a cat. True story. It's happening. People identify certain things. That's the way they feel it. And so they've got to take care of that. But I want to say this. A lot of people have been identifying as faith healers. And they're not. It's funny how we'll get on our soapbox and we'll preach down about the world. But you'll get up and act a fool and act like you've got this power that the Apostle Paul had. And you're popping people on the head. You're falling backwards, covering you up with a blanket. And people might not like me saying this. I don't give a hoot. 
I'm old now. If you don't like some kid masquerading as a cat, how about you quit masquerading as a faith healer that you're not? If you're a faith healer, go to Moffat and start healing them. Go to Ephesus. Go to Ephesus and start healing people. I want you to see the real deal. Here's the difference between the real and the phony. God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. So that from his body were brought unto the sick. Say it with me. Handkerchiefs. Turn on TV. You'll guarantee you'll find somebody that's wanting to send you a handkerchief. And aprons. This is where this came from. There's would-be Pauls that want to do what Paul did. I'm not saying God still can't do special, wonderful things. But God does special, wonderful things all the time. He's using all kinds of different things today that was not maybe used back then. You hear me or not say? Here's what I mean. Technology, hospitals, doctors, cures. I give God the credit for all of that. You hear me or not say? Yeah, thank the Lord. You ought to give Him credit for that. But during this time, this is what happened. Also, the gospel was beginning to spread around the world. And God did special things. I don't understand it. We can ask Him one day. So that from His body, Paul's body, under the sick, these handkerchiefs and, and, and things, when, when He would touch those things, diseases departed from them and evil spirits as well. You might say, why did you bring up that cat stuff? Well, just keep reading. Then certain of vagabond Jews, they were ones that would exercise demons. They weren't Christians. They took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits. In the name of who? Now this is funny. These are people that don't believe in Jesus. But they saw Paul doing something. So they want to get in on it. This is the church at Ephesus. Not the church, but this is happening in that city. (laughs) And they said, in the name of Jesus, we adjure you, this man possessed with a demon. We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out of that man. So these are people that don't know the Lord. They've seen Paul doing something, and now they identify him as Paul. You follow my drift or not? And there were seven sons of one man named Sceva. He was a Jew and chief of the priests which did so. And the evil spirit, one of the funniest verses in the Bible, you ought to underline it or go back home and check it out. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who you, Willis? See, the devils believe and tremble. The church has no business to be faking something. I'm not saying that God doesn't fill us with power. I believe that. I believe different ones have different gifts. But if you want to know the truth of the matter, I think a lot of the gifts that I'm seeing today are not real and they're not true. And I know I get in trouble for saying that, like you're judging people. I don't know. It's math, man. I came from the country. Okay? I don't believe the church should turn into a carnival or be a magic show. You hear me or not? Say, I want to be real and tell the truth. Hey, if you can heal people, matter. I'll go with you today to Inglewood Hospital. I'd love to see them all. I'd love to see it all emptied out by this afternoon. How about you? 
Do you think if Jesus went, it would get emptied out? Say yes or no. Do you think if Paul went to the hospital, you think it might get emptied out? We need to be doing right, telling the truth, doing the right thing. So what happened? They tried to cast this demon out of this joker. I don't know you, the demon screamed. And the man in whom the evil spirit was, that evil spirit leaped out of that man onto those seven. And overcame them and prevailed against them so that they ran out of the building. Naked as a jaybird with their tail whooped. Y'all hear me or not? This happened at the church at Ephesus. This was a great church. This was an incredible church. Let's keep looking. We're just doing a little background. And this was known to all the Jews and the Greeks, I guess so, that were dwelling at Ephesus. And say that with me. And what? Fear ought to fall on us. Fear of Almighty God ought to fall on us. If we're saying we have this power to do something and we don't. Did you hear me or not? Say. I'm not saying maybe certain people have certain powers from Almighty God. I'm certainly not going to limit Him. But I've got two good eyes and I'm a preacher and I have the Word. Why wouldn't I be able to identify and see if something is true or something is not. Did y'all hear me or not? Only God does what? Only God heals, but so many people, Ronnie, want to lay their hands and touch them and say that that's what they got, this power, okay? We know Paul had it. <laughs> and I just want to put out a warning to people that we don't want to act like we got something we don't got. Let this be a good warning to us in the Scriptures. Yes or no, amen? Okay? This was known to all of them. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. So this really shook the town up, man. Many of them also which used curious arts. They were idol worships. They brought their books. They brought idols. They burned them before all men. This happened in Ephesus. They counted the price of them. About 50,000 pieces of silver people were turning in and... And what they, they did sold for that much. So grew mightily the word of God where? In where? Ephesus. That's where we're talking. We're almost done with this part. And the same time there arose no small stir. There was a riot because of what happened. Because of the gospel coming into a, a, an area where it was idol worship and demon possession. There were people making money off idols. They were, they were taking advantage of people. And so when the gospel came and made them free, set them free, their businesses were going bankrupt. And so they started rioting in the street. No small stir. And a certain man named Demetrius, he was a silversmith. His business about to shut down. He made silver shrines to Diana. And it didn't bring any small game to him and the craftsmen. They They were getting filthy rich off of this stuff. Well, this is what Paul and the gospel did. It upset all of that. This was the church at Ephesus. Did we get a little glimpse of Ephesus? Yes or no? Okay. Don't got all day to do that. Say that with me. This was a what? For Jesus. Now, it won't just people getting healed. It's people who are faking it getting the devil to climb in them. 
Wow. So just be careful. Let's make sure we're doing the right thing. Okay? Keep looking. Now, one of the last things Paul said, this is it now, listen very carefully. It's a great church. But one of the last things he said, say it with me. Beware of... Say that out loud. Beware of... It was a great church. What happened? False teachers, he said, will also say it with me. Come from the where? Inside. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after who? Them. So, just this was a great church. I hope you're feeling the strength of this church. Now let's get into the problem. The fallen church. The church at Ephesus. The book of Revelation. Unto the angel Jesus writing, speaking to John. To the church at Ephesus write, These things says he that holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the middle of the seven golden candlesticks. I know your works, your labor, your patience, how that you cannot bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them that say they are apostles, say it with me, and are not, we just saw some of that, and you found them to be what? Liars. You've borne, you have patience, and for my name's sake, you've labored Jesus speaking, and you've not fainted. Would you say it with me? Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. Say it out loud. Because thou hast left thy first love. Church in the last days. Church at Ephesus will leave their first love. Do y'all hear me? Let's keep looking. Remember, remember, from where you're what? That's the title today, the what kind of church? The fallen church. And do what? Repent. Turn around. I'm right here. Walk this way. Do the what kind of works? Do the first thing. Or else I'll come to you quickly. I'll remove the candlestick or the light out of this place except you what? Repent. And then he gives another commendation to them. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans. And I ain't got all day to get into the Nicolaitans, but the bottom line is, it's people in authority in the church that lord over the congregation. They become like little gods in the church, and people just follow them. That's why I say here, don't, don't you think you get in heaven by putting your trust in me. You're going straight to hell. Got it? Say. You put your faith in Christ. Okay? The church is a place to love people, not to lord over people. You hear me? He said, I hate it. You hate it? I hate it. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him that overcomes, I'll give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the middle of the paradise of God. Now let's finish the message. Are you ready? Here we go. Y'all okay or not?
Y'all look shell-shocked. I don't like it when people identify as cats. I also don't like it when people identify things, they say they're this of God and they're not. I don't like that either. I like real. I like truth. I like honesty. You understand? The fallen church. I'd love for you to memorize this verse. Just say it with me. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you because you have left your first love. I have something against you. You've left your what? Now, the rest of the message isn't hard. Are you all okay? Here we go. This is the part I want you to really get. Hello, how you doing? I love the youngins. That's all right. That's cool. I love it when they talk. I'm a granddaddy. You ought to hear me with Shore, how loud I get in a restaurant when she does. Ah, I do it too. It's crazy. I'm a lunatic. God bless you, sweetie. That's awesome. That's awesome. Let's go to the Word again. How do you fall out of love? They fell out of love with Jesus. It's hard on you, but how many would say there was somebody in my life and I really loved them and they walked away from me and I, I still loved them at the time and it was hard. Anybody want to raise their hand and say, that was hard. That was hard. It was hard. They quit and you didn't. You keep, well, what, what happened? How do I do it now? There's all kinds of books written about how to fall out of love. It's a big mega industry out there. How do you do it after this one's done this to you? How do you make it, man? How do you fall out of love? Well, I've, I've broken it down into a nutshell. And it's something actually I sort of know how to talk about because I know what it feels like. Well, I've broken it down to you. How do you fall out of love if somebody leaves you and hurts you? Well, they tell you this, cut off communication. This is how you fall out of love. Cut off communication. Don't talk to them. Got it? Number two. Distract yourself. Stay busy. Stay busy. How many of you I'm hitting a home run right here? It's the truth, ain't it? It is the truth. Stay busy. Be busy. Be busy. Number three. You want to fall out of love? Leave the dream behind. Lose the dream of you and them together. The thoughts that you had, the, the times that you shared, the future that you maybe were going to have together. You've got to leave that dream behind. It's how you fall out of love. Number four, take care of you. Take care of you. Take care of you. This is what the books teach you. I'm not saying the books are wrong. That's really not that bad of advice up there. Take care of you. Focus on who? You. Prioritize who? You. You, you, you. You, you, you. There's no them anymore. There's no you and him or you and her. <clears throat> you. Focus on you. Prioritize you. It's all about who? About you. 
Oh, I was studying in my office this week. You know what I've discovered? It's the same way you fall out of love with Jesus. This church was a great church. And you may have been a great Christian. But you're not now. What happened? How do you fall out of love with Jesus? Oh, and by the way, if you, ta- if you do this in time, you'll get there. You can do it. You can fall out of love. How do you fall out of love with Jesus? How do you do it? Never thought I'd try to teach a church this, but I'm going to do it today. Number one, stop talking to him. Cut off communication with him. You hear me or not? Used to thank him for things, things you'd see, special things come up, little things you'd go, well, thank you, Lord. Stop doing that. Don't do that anymore. How about just eat your food? (laughs) Don't thank him for it. You have a problem? Just go talk to mama. Don't talk to him. Stop talking to him. Number two, be busy with everything but Jesus. And what's nice, the church will help you do this. We'll give you this job and that job and this job and that job. And and what's nice is you can think you're still in love with him, but you really ain't. You're busy. Number three, forget him. Forget Jesus. What do I mean by that? Forget, Gary, how he saved you in Rockingham. Don't ever mention Rockingham again, Gary. Forget how he saved your drunk mama, Gary. Forget that house you grew up in and the life you had. And where Jesus took you in your life and how good he's been to you your whole life. You forget that. You forget Jesus. You forget there's a place he's preparing for you right now. You forget that mama is waiting on the other side, Gary. Forget it. Don't think about it. You want to fall out of love with Jesus? Lose the dream. And remember, it's all about you. Yeah. Focus on you. Prioritize you. Me, 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 you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It may take some time. Say it with me. But you'll what? You'll get there. This church left their first love. We love him because he what? It's funny. We get saved. And so many times it becomes, we we get in charge a little bit later in life. And we lose the wonder of our salvation. You hear me or not? So that's how you fall out of love. Fall out of love with Jesus. Now here's the good part. Okay? How not to fall out of love with Jesus? Isn't that the good part? Yes or no? Wow, man, he had me. I'm about ready to jump out. How not to fall out of love with Jesus. This isn't hard. This is going to stick with you. You're not going to forget this. 
You might not like me. Good. You're going to remember me. What I said today, number one, how do I not fall out of love with Jesus? Talk to Him! Talk to Him! He's there. He cares for you. He loves you. Talk to Him. What will people think? Who gives a rip? He's my Savior. He's my Lord. I see a sunset. Thank you, Lord. You did that. You hear crap on TV. Ah, oh, the world blew up and billions yet. No, no, my father did that. That's a lie. Thank you, Lord. You hear me? Talk to him about your problems. Talk to him about the good things. I've got there's certain people they that I've known if they if they if they'll be in a parking lot, they get a good parking space, they'll go, Thank you, Jesus. And we think they're crazy. They're not crazy. People lose something, lose a piece of jewelry, they lose something, they forget where they place something, and they find it, go, well, thank you, Lord. Why not talk to him like you would a friend? Yes or no? Don't fall out of love with him. Rehearse where he found you, how he saved you, that pit he dug you out of, the crap he helped you get through in your life. Sometimes just sit out back with a glass of tea and just talk with him about it again. And see if you don't rekindle that fire. Number two, fall down at his feet. Fall down at his feet. I'm a bad man. That's who preaches at the fellowship church. A bad man preaches at the fellowship church. I'm not a good man. I'm a bad man. Jesus saved a bad man. I know I'm in Christ, but the battle still rages in me. And I struggle. I fall short. I fall way short. And some people would, other churches would tell, tell you that when I do that, I'm going to hell. I'm not going to hell because he loved me first. It wasn't my plan. He did it. Yeah, thank the Lord. He loved me first. That's why I'm not going to hell, okay? I didn't take over now. It's not me now. I took over now. I'm in charge now. I got it, Jesus. No, I'm a bad man. <laughs> So, buddy, it is no problem. And nice thing about starting a church in high school like we did, we didn't have a dime's worth of nothing. We didn't have two nickels together. Anything we have here, when you hear me say God gets all the credit, God gets all the credit. Fall at his feet. Thank him. Fall at his feet. What does that mean? You keep him way up here and you keep you way down here. <laughs> That's what that means. And you'll stay in love with him. You'll start to see how pretty his feet are. It's funny how people like their feet rubbed. Is that true? Maybe Jesus does too. Maybe when we're down there low, that's right where he would love us to be. You hear me or not? I can rub Kim's feet and I convince her of anything. Stay at Jesus' feet. Number three. I don't want to fall out of love with you, Lord. How do I do it? Remember Jesus. Remember Him. I said that a little bit already, but remember what He's done for you. Yes or no? How many, you're being honest, without Him, you most likely would be dead right now? Without Him, how many would say, for sure, for sure, no doubt about it, I would be in a devil's hell, burning? Remember that. Yes or no? When you stand in self-righteousness over somebody. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. 
whoa, whoa, remember him. Number four, keep Jesus. What's the Bible say? Love you with all your heart, soul, and mind, and, and love you some more. No, it says love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So he does talk about loving you, but just make sure that's not before me. Because I am love. All love you've ever had comes from me. When you didn't know me and had love, that love came from me. Anything you've ever felt that is love, and it was pure, came from me. Even when you were lost and undone. Any love you have is me. Don't leave your first love. Because when you do, you left where love comes from. You hear me? We're done, Raji. We got communion. I'm terrible. Let's finish with this. And this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Here in His love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation of the sacrifice for our sins. And we've seen and we do testify the Father sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in Him and, and He in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And He that dwells in love dwells in God and God in Him. Herein is our love made perfect or mature that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as He is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. He loves you. He loves me. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. Verse 19, would you say it with me? We love because He first loved us. Paul said, you've got a great church. And the last thing he said, beware, beware, beware. From without and from within. And it happened. And this church fell. You hear me? Did you get the point today? Let's thank you for his word. Let's go. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen.